All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. We are on location today. Now, typically on a Thursday, we're on location at Cavens Group. Today, uh, virtually, if you will, because we are live from the home of the Women's College World Series. It's Oklahoma and Stanford coming up later on today. And as a proud member of the Sooner Radio Network, our flagship 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. We'll have the broadcast for you today. So that's pretty cool. That's uh, great coverage throughout Norman, uh, 99.3 and 1400 AM. If you're not the softball type, fear not. Teddy, Tyler, the entire crew will still be coming to you live on 94.7, the ref. And if I understand correctly, Josh, that would be the ref app as well. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So uh, how are we looking at Can I play what triggered me or do we have Gary ready to roll? We're still still working okay. the track down, Gary, so you're good to go on Okay, uh, but, but on see, here's there. my problem. If we get started on this, I think it's going to open a Pandora's box. And there is a part of me that if this Pandora's box – is that proper English? Pandora's? Pandora's. Pandora's. <laughs> if this Pandora's box is open, I don't want to have to make Gary wait. So I, if, I I think you're going to be okay. You think I'm okay? All let's, right, let's open the box. All right, here we go. So uh, we we kind of joked about some things that triggered me last week, right? I was still triggered about the Lisa Salters thing, Oklahoma playing a game in the middle of the afternoon. Um, see the other things I've already forgotten. That's how triggered I truly was about them. But I kind of got triggered with this yesterday because I feel like. I feel like in the battle with the national narrative, college football is always in a can't-win situation for coverage or at least angles, right? If if you're tired of the same teams always winning, well, listen to the outrage whenever Cincinnati and TCU made the four-team playoff outside of college football diehards. It was just like the worst thing that's ever happened. But yet they scream and they want this diverse, never never-ending, always-rotating groups of schools. But, Josh, it seems like it's only the schools they, they, they choose. Oh, uh, Cincinnati, that's cool. I don't really need them there, okay? I, I don't need that, right? So I kind of feel like that's the battle that we're fighting against the national media. Now, if, if, and by the way, if you disagree with any of this, jump in and say, Plank, I think you're being a crazy person because this might be something in my mind. I, I don't know that you've said anything that I, I totally disagree with yet. Okay, so yesterday – Yesterday, I was sitting in on Fox Sports Radio, and we were talking about the fact that uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado have become the biggest story nationally this offseason. So here is my man, Dan Beyer. Tell me if you agree or disagree. It doesn't work. Dion is the biggest story in college football. And and maybe that maybe that tells us something. I don't know if it says something about college football. I think it just says a lot about really Dion and, and who Dion is. I, I don't think that you're going to get another person that is able to to bring that. But that's the state of where we are right now in college football is it's gotten a little stale. And Dion, if anything, may not have wins, but at least he's injected some life into to a sport that – Desperately needed it before the 12-team playoff starts. Right. All right. I'm, I'm not going to play that again. It's out there. It's, it's a take. Now, I pushed back. I, I cut it off because I can't stand the sound of my own voice. So I pushed back. And my point was I vehemently disagree in certain areas of the country. 
I mean, I've got a guy that's yelling at us every single day for not having a crew covering the spring meetings in Destin. We, I think, nearly broke the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line on the day that you had the kind of recruiting 180 that broke, what, a week ago. Um, We do have conversations every day about college football here and in Tuscaloosa and in college football crazy areas of the country, right? But is that – is that how, when you pull back, how this sport is viewed nationally? I don't and think so. And if so, why? I don't think so. We, uh, we've got Gary hanging on with us I, the way you, now. <laughs> you, you're right. You're right. But, no, I don't think college football needs fixing. I, I agree with the sentiment that, or I could get on board with the idea that arguably Dion is the most interesting story right now in college football. Is it going to work long term? He's a polarizing electrifying figure in the sport, but it's not a sport that was just devoid of any good storylines mm-hmm. and needed all this fixing. <laughs> no, college okay. football's great. It's been great. But, yes, people are interested in what's what's going on with Dion. Both yeah. things can be true. Yeah, I just um, – I got to be honest with you, man. I am – I could not disagree with that more. It's a good story. It's a great story and all, but mm, I don't know. We say hello to our man who helps make this show possible. We hang out at Cavens Group every single Thursday. Today, we are on the road at the home of the Women's College World Series, USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium. But Gary Cavens, I know at least part of your household uh, is fired up. How's, how, how are you doing with the countdown to the OU game tonight? I know, I know Jessica's on cloud nine for OSU Cowboy, uh, Cowgirls this evening. Uh, she's on cloud nine. She's ready for both games. She's a super excited and uh, she even took the day off from work just so she can prepare for it. Did you make sure that she had the proper radio signal so she could listen to me? Did you make sure of that? I, I did my best. <laughs> I did my best. I made I, no promises. I know. I told her how to use that, you know, listen online and everything too. I'll, I'll accept that, Al. Hey, uh, just Gary, fill us in, man. How have things been going? What are you guys seeing a lot of right now out in the field? Oh, we're seeing a lot of uh, 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 water intrusion issues that are causing mold right now. Um, we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, roof leaks and uh, uh, building leaks uh, that are just not sealed up properly. We're seeing a lot of that going on right now. So we're doing a lot of uh, water intrusion investigations and uh, mold testing and mold investigations. So I was thinking about this driving in today. Um, and because I noticed there are not not trying to talk about potential future clients for a Cavens Construction Maintenance Group, uh, Cavens Group Maintenance Group. But, uh, Gary, I, I was thinking about this. Like there, there might be a hole in a wall here at the stadium or there might be an issue with, you know, one of the ceiling tiles. And you're like, if they hired Cavens, they would have someone here to fix that for them right away. And I kind of stopped and thought, I don't know if I do a good enough job of just laying out how – important and how in, incredibly in-depth your maintenance team is whenever you have somebody that that uses you? Uh, yes, 100%. Our maintenance team does an outstanding job from repairing ceiling tiles to commercial doors uh, to resealing up the envelopes of buildings, um, uh, just uh, putting furniture together, uh, painting, drywall repair. The list is endless for your commercial building. 
Um, so, if, you know, if you need any kind of commercial maintenance at your building, uh, give Cavens a call, and we can definitely help you with that. All right, uh, Gary, we always talk about roofing. I know Chris has been busy. We are expecting some rain and some more storms. But when you pull back, that can be an area where you first see a sign of, of, of deeper and bigger issues, and you can save yourself a lot of money just by scheduling a free, I almost said investigation, but a free inspection to make sure you don't need any further investigation. Uh, yeah, 100%, Chris. Right now, I mean, a lot of people have had hail in the Oklahoma area. Uh, we serve all of Oklahoma for roofing. And, you know, if you have uh, had a hail storm or had some bad storms, it's probably a good idea just to have your roof inspected, check it, make sure there's no problems. Um, if you've had some storms and you're starting to see some water staining on the ceiling or anything like that, then you definitely need to call and uh, have somebody come out and inspect it as soon as possible. Uh, Chris does an outstanding job, and he's always ready to help. Yeah, he's, he's, he's incredible at that. He absolutely is. Gary, a uh, couple final thoughts before I let you get out of here. When you say the first call after the, after the fire trucks leave, the first call after the emergency happens, take us through what that means and how you're here to help. When you have an emergency, time is of the essence. And so, you know, uh, with a water loss, like a, a sewage backing up into a building or a home all around it, we can come clean that out and, and, and take care of that. You know, same with water. If a, a toilet line breaks or a water pipe breaks and floods your building, we have, the, we have the most high-tech equipment and the most highly trained guys that come out and take care of you. Um, with the water now fire if you know once the fire trucks leaves you know depending on the size of the fire and how much was affected and everything call us have us come out have us start getting that water out of there have us start that, that cleanup process um from that fire so that we can start the insurance process too but time is of the essence because water is the enemy uh when you have a water loss at your building or at your home or a fire and the firefighters are done spraying water all over it. It's time to clean it all up. And the longer that water is there, the more damage that you can have. So it's really time sensitive to call us. And we have a live person on call uh, answering phones 24-7, 365. And we have crews on standby uh, 24-7, 365 to respond as quickly as possible. Uh, most of the time we can get to most water losses. Uh, situations within 30 minutes or an hour or less um, and, you know we just we train and train and train and uh, me and Jessica Cavins we spend a lot of money buying the best equipment out there uh, so that our guys have the best equipment and then we spend a lot of time training our guys on that equipment so that they can respond quickly and take care of it so that you know more damage doesn't happen to your your building and it's important when you own a business or a commercial building, you want it to, it's making you money, and you want to get it turned around as quickly as possible, and so it continues to make you money. And same when it happens in your home. You know, you're living there, you want to get back in your home and things back as normal as quickly as possible. Um, so we're there to help. All you have to do is call us 24-7-365. You're the man, Gary. Appreciate your time, buddy. Talk to you again soon, and we'll see you out there next Thursday. Outstanding. Thank you, Chris. All right, it's Gary Cavins, CavinsGroup.com. Quick break. We'll come back, dive back into the football conversation next right here on The Ref. Thanks to Gary. 
We are 45 minutes away from first pitch of game one, Josh. Are you are you ready for nonstop college softball? Let's go. Let's go, baby. I, I, okay, so I want to get – I want to spend a good 30 minutes on the World Series, but let's go ahead and clear through some of the text lines on the – Deion Sanders, is he the biggest story in college football? Um, is college football – but see, that to me – I. I love Dan, so the, and Dan knows I'm not dumping all over him. But I kind of get the sense that the more people I talk to that don't you know, live and die with college football every single day, this seems to be their opinion, Josh. It's like, ooh, something shiny in college football. Let's go talk about Deion Sanders a little bit. You know, We're, If you watch, I try not to gauge what matters and what, what's the most important thing in sports by what ESPN shows you or anything like that. Uh, but – how many segments outside of a gosh? Let's bring in Paul Feinbaum here for like five minutes, or Mark Schlereth. How many conversations are had about the Georgia quarterback battle, or what's going on at Ohio State with its quarterback battle, or the ramifications of the Alabama transfer? It's like there's. My point is the debate shows aren't tackling those, right? They're more of is LeBron the greatest of all time for the 18th straight day? You know, it's so. I'm not gauging. I'm just saying that's a fair point. But I, I don't understand why it isn't. <laughs> I mean, this is this is something where if we pulled back and took the time to dive into it, I would say the numbers would tell you that there would be a passionate audience behind that, more so than just the typical regular stupid debates that we have in the sports world anymore, right? I'm just – I think there's more room for that. But is it then fair to say, turning back, that Dion becomes that story that drives a narrative, and then suddenly everyone's got to have an opinion or two or wants to see how it pans out? Yeah, absolutely it is. Now, it doesn't have to be the only thing you talk about, though. If we're in this world where a lot of times how we evaluate, it seems to me, a lot of times the way we evaluate from a network standpoint, whether something has a chance to be successful or not, is social media engagement. Deion Sanders, you put that little uh, Mm -hmm. segment on the air, absolutely it's getting engaged with on social media. But, again, you know, one standalone college football segment a day on the the get-ups and the first takes of the world, I think that you would get interaction on those too. So I don't know why it's uh, collectively ignored. On those shows, I, I don't have a good answer for that for you. Yeah, me neither. All right, so let's let's hit a couple of these just real quick because, like I said, I feel like it's I feel like it's a fascinating conversation. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. This is from the eight one seven. NIL and transfer portal are the top stories in college football. Dion to me is a sideshow. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I agree a bazillion percent, but. Josh, that's in our world, right? That, 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 that's in our college football crazy world. That's not in how the outside world is viewing it, is it? In my opinion. Not how the outside world is viewing yeah. it. <laughs> yes. It, it's funny. It's good from the 405. I'm just rolling as they come in. Uh, everyone is talking primetime, but no one's talking about Matt Rule in Nebraska. Brandon from Shawnee is right. There's incredible stories with new head coaches in new places. Beyond just Dion, it, was anyone talking about TCU last year at this time of the season? No, right? And it ends up being an incredible story uh, for the nine one eight. 
conference realignment has to still be the biggest story in college football, right? See, here's my problem with conference realignment. I feel like sometimes that's more of a created conversation than anything else. You know, I, I don't doubt that Colorado's had meetings with the Big 12. It seems like the Big 12 is meeting with everybody. The, the, no one really lost their mind when the Fresno State president came out and said, hey, we've been talking with the Big 12. And the same thing with the um, athletic director at UConn. Yeah, you know, Big 12 is an interesting proposition, Gonzaga. But to me, I feel like the – I guess I'm really more triggered on the conference realignment conversation by who you people keep platforming on this who you keep giving, like, clicks and things to on this. I think that's why I am that's why I have a bad view about the conference realignment because I just – I don't think anyone knows anything, and I think we consume every little bit of morsel that's out there as if we're a starving person that's been given a saltine cracker. It's Eddie Murphy bit. And I just – I get it, and it's, it's frustrating because I know none of these people know anything. We know they do, but, yeah, we eat it up. So, but I – I mean – at least in our world, that, that's not incorrect, right? And kind of seeing what's the next shoe to fall. And yet, it's so speculative. And typically, in a lot of instances, some of the folks you're talking about, Blank, yeah, it's it's not fact-driven. Mm-hmm. And so that part of it is like, I mean, how many days can you speculate? So it, it's one of the biggest stories when USC and UCLA – make the move to go to the Big Ten. It's one of the big stories before that when Oklahoma and Texas make the move to the the SEC. But the in-between, I mean, we don't know if there's seriously going to be another big-time domino that falls now, next week, next month, next year, or in the next Mm -hmm. decade. But we'll still be there. Well, what's this? What's this? And then there's every week. Dude, you follow the triangle. Follow the triangle. You ready? Here it is. First point. X schools meeting with the Big 12. Next point, Pac-12 media deals in big trouble. You can, and you can, you can swap those if you want, right? Either Pac-12 media deal is in trouble or, you know, um, X school is talking with the Big 12. You can start those on either direction. And what's the third little point? Ah, they're working, working it out in the Pac-12. Working it through. Pac-12 seems to really want to be together. They're really enjoying it. And then it's like wash, rinse, repeat. Did I do that white, right? Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Um, here, here's a good one. What's cool about the Dion in Colorado spotlight is that it's truly stealing from Muleshoe and his Ikea built team. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. Can I tell you what cracked me up more than anything yesterday? What's that? So I, I know some of Benny's friends listen to this show and they know that I love Benny Wiley. So when I say this and I know Eric is here, but when I say this, it's not a knock, but bro, I legit started cracking up whenever I saw him having his guys throwing up like, um, oh, what are the what what are the kettlebells? Yeah, there was like a, they were throwing up like sandbags on Instagram, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, Oklahoma fan, if they see this, they're gonna just start cracking up. And they're gonna be so that, triggered. You know that Oklahoma fan did. <laughs> I, oh, absolutely. And I saw that, and I just it was a, it was the last thing I saw before I shut down reels last night. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, good place so, to leave it. I hope some Sooner fans see that one. I hope some Sooner fans see that one. Um, a Broken Arrow Fat Boy rides. By the way, BA Fat Boy, very opinionated. Like, I almost felt like I needed to say, bro, take that tweet down. Very opinionated BA Fat Boy. 
who writes, I don't give a rat's backside about what Deion Sanders is doing in Colorado, and I don't know anyone that does. I like this guy. <laughs> Acceptable. Um, this from the 405. <laughs> Dan triggered me when he used the word stale. Yeah, I, that's my biggest college football fight that I have, Josh. Whenever people are like, oh, well, you know, it's just kind of boring to me. I'm like, yeah, Georgia won back-to-back titles. They hadn't won a title since the 80s. <laughs> that was their first title since – what, what, 83, 84? And now it's like, gosh, enough of Georgia. <laughs> Is that so, basically Dan's way of saying, hey, I, I don't I'm really not know. down with Georgia and Alabama winning the national championships? I guess so. Maybe he's combining those two programs. Micah from Kanawa. Is that right? College football has never been more popular, no question. I think it's... I think it's really on an uptick. And then two more quick ones, and we're going to get back to softball to wrap up my thoughts. The squeaky will gets the oil, writes the 919, and Dion is definitely squeaky. And then finally, Matt Rule is legit. Dion, question mark. Oh, and one more right in under the wire from Patrick. Let's see how Dion actually loses three games in a row. He seems like a guy that would just blame everybody, not himself. I think you're right. But then in that, I mean, my my counter has always been, Josh, I don't know how good they are. You know, that's a 1-11 football team. and That might have gotten worse. Right, and they got rid of a lot of depth, and they got rid of, you know, some players that should be gone. But you just – it's hard to win at the D1 level. And this is a different world. I think they might stink. And then the usually the response is, no, no. Did you see that five-star that went with him from Jackson State? No. His son's going to be the quarterback. They're fine. You're like, okay. I can see this turning real quickly from a national perspective of it's exciting. Look at all these uh, fascinating ideas. And Dion's brash, and he'll say what he wants to say to this guy has no clue what he's doing as soon as this thing goes poorly to start. And it will go poorly to start. So, mm. and – Folks want to watch good football, right? So those games early in the season, Colorado, TCU, Colorado, Nebraska, they'll rate. But by the end of the year, I don't think people will be tuning in to watch Colorado because everybody will know Colorado's terrible. So you're getting them early, right? You're getting them early while you still can. All right, uh, it's the bottom of the hour. They are going through pregame warm-ups, line drills, for the Tennessee Volunteers in anticipation. Oh, do you want to see if our crowd mic works, Josh? They yeah, gave, they fire gave, it up. They gave us an effects feed. We can all find out together if this baby is going to work. But we'll um, we'll be hanging with you live from here for a while. We appreciate the support of Cavens Group, CavensGroup.com, every single Thursday. Uh, there you go. Get, get get a little ambiance from here at the game today. You want to Man. use it? You want to use it the rest of the show, or is it obnoxiously? Oh, uh, you could crank it down just a little bit. I mean, let's rock, though. Absolutely. <laughs> this there's this thing they do on FSR now, where every time they play a song, it's like, "Welcome back to the show, Fox Sports Radio." You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they accidentally like? No, I think I think they do it on purpose. I mean, it, if you listen during Mike Harmon's show, it's like nonstop. It's supposed to like jar you awake. Whoa, guess, oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, oh, that's radio. right. This show is really boring. <laughs> wow, it's sports. These goals woke me up. All right. 
Uh, let's let's go all in on some of the things that we learned yesterday and get you ready for first pitch for Oklahoma and Stanford. Also, uh, the evening games. Talk a little Oklahoma State, Florida State coming up right here on The Ref. Oh, man, good times. Slife, why don't we hang out more? We should hang out more. This this should be us. What's that? I know, that's right. It's Roach. Eric Slife is in the booth with us, E-Train. Uh, incredible mom, incredible content creator. I assume good wife. I haven't really had a chance to talk to your husband. The best? All right. Fun road trip, dinner, drinks, fan. She's awesome. And we were – it was funny because we were talking about just Lincoln in general, thinking about uh, – I brought up the Instagram thing from Benny Wiley. Isn't it kind of wild, Josh, to see how we always talk about, you know, hey, in time things work out for the better. I truly believe Oklahoma is going to be in a better place over the next couple of years. I mean, obviously at USC is already in a better place. I know we can't quite we can't quite stake that claim yet, but is your confidence shook in any way, shape, or form that the conclusion of this when we get to the SEC and we look back five years from now is all right, this worked out okay. Still nervous about that? I don't think Oklahoma was getting over the top consistently with uh with Lincoln Riley to win national championships. The, okay. the direction, we agree. We the agree. vision, uh, <laughs> even if even if we get two, three years down the road and Oklahoma makes a head coaching change plan, right. I think that you could make an argument that it was still for the better for Oklahoma then. And I don't think that'll be the case. I think it's going to work out long-term, and I think Brent Venables is who will lead Oklahoma back uh, to, to number eight and beyond. But uh, clearly what was going on before probably was not going yeah. to be the path to consistently put you in position to be physical and lean on the run game and go win championships and play great defense. By the way, I want to make this clear. Uh, E-Train would not spill any tea to me about their relationship and how that worked out whenever Lincoln left. So just want to tell you that's a true company person right there. All stays inside. In the meantime, we're 27 minutes and 19 seconds away from first pitch, Josh, between Alabama and Tennessee. Are we both on board with the Vols getting this done? Just yeah, I like okay. I like Tennessee. I just this stage fouts a, a pain tolerance issue. I just to me offensively, do they have the firepower to just go go win a game seven to six if they have to? I don't know. And and then beyond that, I, I just I just worry about her in this situation. Mm-hmm. I agree. Tennessee, it's it's so fascinating to look down and see Lou Donahue in Tennessee orange. And I've watched her four or five times this season. Um, I didn't get a chance to see them in person. I don't know if if they were at the Mary Nutter or not, but this is, this is a wild matchup to start this women's college world series and two sec teams, the regular season and conference champ against the team that, you know, finished what fifth in conference, but, was right there in the semifinals of the SEC tournament against Tennessee. So this is going to be the fifth time these two teams have played this year, and Tennessee has won three of the previous four. So it'll be fascinating. Meanwhile, uh, our eyes are locked on Oklahoma and Stanford. Yesterday during her meeting with the media, Coach Gasso was asked about Grace Lyons and kind of what she's meant to this program. Grace is grace. The word grace. Cool calm, thought-provoked. 
she's the settler. She is the, like, hear me, listen to me. She's the, one of the longest standing in our program, her and Grace Green. So her experience shows, and when she speaks, everything gets quiet and everybody listens. So it's like having easily another coach on the field. Alex, fun personality, big smile, joyful style, um, focused, but really passionate when she gets what she wants, fun to watch. This one right here is um, a treasure, treasure. And in a weird way, I'm proud of myself because <laughs> when we faced her at Texas, when we faced Haley, Haley at Texas A&M, it was a nightmare. And there are certain hitters when they come up, I'm like, oh no, oh man. And I know Roach is feeling the same way. And that was Haley. When I saw that she was on the portal, I, I didn't know her, but I was trying to kind of judge her. And so I had to see a lot of girls with a lot of tattoos and so <laughs> forth, right? And I heard that she drives a motorcycle. I'm like, okay, this could be a major problem. I don't know if this is going to fit. And it's actually Grace Lyons and I, I'm like, I've got to call her. I'm not going to do this. I've got to call her. And when I got on the phone, it was just a sweet voice and a wonderful conversation. She came in on a visit. It was Grace and I were like the only ones in town. And she came on campus with her mother and her grandmother. And sitting with her, I just, and this is going to be weird, but kind of fell in love with her personality. And just so happy that I wasn't so lame to say, <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to do that. But she, okay, I'm going to say this to you. Because you have a career in, like, cartoon voice voices <laughs> because she is in the dugout she's not on the field all the time and she's near me enough that there are so many different voices coming out of her from I'm not even make you imitate any but it is a trip I can I can't even I keep looking down like who is making that sound and it's this one right here so all of them bring some unique genuine wonderfulness to this team there you go Sooner Gundy, uh, did you guys know you can't have just a little grace? You either have grace or you don't? Huh. But then why do I say, Sooner Gundy, please show me a little grace in this? So I'm not asking for a slight I, – I, I never thought of it that way. It, my mind is blown right now. By the way, great stuff from Coach on the Super Seniors, talking about Grace Lyons. Haley Lee, now I wasn't hip to the Haley Lee dugout um, attitude, uh, mindset, personality, what, however you want to put it, Josh. I was not hip to this. And Coach said something to me about it uh, in the Big 12 tournament. After we won the Big 12 tournament, I think during that interview she's like, oh, and she is just this absolute crazy person in the, in the dugout, the voices she makes, and, you know, all these, all these things. She's just – she's really been everything we could have ever wanted. And I'm like – Making voices. And so then during the regional, like I, I'm down the third base lines, or first base line, excuse me, so I'm looking right into the dugout, and it's hilarious because now it's – and we're on top of the Sooner dugout here today, but it's hilarious because now, Josh, it's all I want to watch. She, Haley Lee is a legit crazy person in the dugout, and it's absolutely hilarious. And what a nice addition that's been I'm right? sure, to this team in the dugout. 
just the the vibe of what's going on. Not to mention, obviously, uh, the pure softball side has been a, a tremendous addition. So cool, man. Mr. Pitt, by the way, would disagree that uh, you can have just you can have some grace. Yes. Really, some grace. Hey, yes. speaking of that, did I? Mr. Sports dropped, right? There's no way he's still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I literally just had this moment where I forgot you told me Mr. Sports was on hold before we went to Gary Cavins at 10 a.m. this morning. <laughs> Mr. Sports, I apologize. I was, I was in my own little mind, uh, and Josh's words weren't stopping me by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I asked a question on Twitter before this show started, a very simple question, which was, what's the biggest storyline today, or maybe to specify it, biggest storyline today. So when we come back, I'll roll through some of those. We'll hit our top five stories of the day, and then we'll get out of here. Make way for Steelman and Thune at noon as we count down to not just first pitch of Alabama and Tennessee, but first pitch of Oklahoma and Stanford. Coming up. Right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. So we have kind of our first developing situation, if you will, from here at the Women's College World Series, Josh. No Montana Fouts to start this game for Alabama. And we had kind of had the fight, well, not the fight, the debate of whether or not we would see Montana Fouts get the start. But that is that's not going to be the case. So uh, Alabama will go with Torrance, and it looks like we'll probably see Fouts out of the pen if things tend to go or happen to go south here. So one big storyline breaking already: no Montana Fouts and getting the start for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And again, as as we've we've talked about quite a bit on this show. It appears as if it is a pain tolerance issue for Montana Fouts, so we'll see how that how that pans out. Now, uh, I, I'm also kicking myself, Josh Helmer, kicking myself that I didn't get a reference to Seinfeld. I don't remember the episode where Elaine talked about a little grace. There's no such thing. You either have grace or you don't. So I I, I cannot believe I am kicking myself for that right now. How in the world – one of my favorite shows of all time, Josh. How can I not catch a reference to one of its most important characters in Elaine? Yeah, it's when she's interviewing to uh, to work with Mr. Pitt. Ah. And, and the 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 woman tells her, "Yeah, you you know you got to have grace to to work here." <laughs> I don't have grace. I don't even say grace. <laughs> what an absolutely exceptional exceptional pull on the show here today. So with that in mind, I brought up that I, I put this on Twitter. Um, a very simple question. Biggest softball storyline of the day. Biggest storyline today is blank. Um, your buddy Joey checked. Joey Usual wins. Congratulations to your brother. I saw his commitment video last night, huh? An announcement. An announcement. Looks like our man is uh, – is a little bit too smart for the sports world right now, so congratulations to Joey. Um, not going to lie, did he end up picking OU? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's what I, <laughs> I – I, I, it was one of those things that as I was scrolling, I was like, I'll read that in the morning. I'm going to bed. <laughs> but congratulations to Joey 
uh, regular Thursday contributor, getting out of the sports world for a minute to go pursue being a lawyer. Is that the, the, am I telling truth here? Just at least pursue a law degree, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. You are you are telling facts. I just want to make sure. I don't get to talk to Joey very much. I haven't accidentally texted him when I was meaning to text you. So that hasn't happened here in a while. But uh, Joey Helmer writes, tournament goes chalk, bold prediction, Catherine Sandercock flirts with a no-hitter. Let me tell you something. If Cat Sandercock is flirting with a no-hitter, Josh Helmer, um, Florida State and, and Oklahoma State is going to be pure pitching electricity. Because that score could be nil-nil in the bottom of the 12th inning with how those offenses have seemed to struggle this year against good pitching. Um, Joel in Rogersville, a regular with us, says, I feel Sid Sanders will have a big game at a big tournament. Sid Sanders has stepped up over the last couple of weeks for the Sooners, been uh, you know, from a disappointment to an absolute strength for this team right now. Uh, has become the everyday first baseman, the regular first baseman. So, yeah, Joel, I, I like the way you're thinking. How about what happened to our buddy Eric Bailey? Did you see this? He tweeted us and said, me leaving my credential in the other car and having to drive 45 minutes out of my way to pick it up. Oh, no. I have theory on that one. Theory on that one. I've done this before. I just uh, – I walk in like I know where I'm going, Eric. Try it. Hey, how's everybody doing? See you guys, you guys good? Good. Hey, are you here all day? Ah, are you working all day? Great to see you again. Do you need anything? Do you need some water or anything, ma'am? I got you. You want some water? All right, let me run in and get my equipment, and I'll, I'll bring you a couple waters. But then uh, how do you get to the box over there? Is there an elevator and everything? <laughs> yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Not saying that so someone can magically walk into the elevator. But if I think, I think he just walks right in a door. I think you just walk in a door for print media. And it's Eric Bailey, man. Just walk in. You're Eric Bailey. Yeah, that's true. It's also world. Everybody knows who you are. Don't give our man EB any trouble at all. Just just let him do his job. Uh, John Lund from Big 12 Radio writes, no rain. (laughs) Have we given the forecast yet? Can I hang out another segment with you? Sure. Okay. I'm sorry. Is Connor mad? I'm taking away Connor's time from him, aren't I? I I don't think it will hurt his feelings at all. Okay. Let's you and I go till 15, and let's talk about the weather. Okay? Does that sound like a deal? I've got an update sure. from Dr. G- okay, so John Lund says no rain. Washi, uh, Jessica Bame, Washington-Utah rematch for the fifth time. These two teams are so similar. Things I really don't want to be the storyline, the weather. Yeah, I don't want the storyline to be the weather either. Josh, that might, be, that might be part of the reason why I'm cool with hanging out another segment because there wouldn't be a part of me that's not surprised if we're having to play some games tomorrow morning. <laughs> It's like, where's Plank at? Oh, he's uh, he's out there for the conclusion of Florida State and Oklahoma State. Just saying. <laughs> My buddy Jeff Schwartz, who's become a big softball guy, and I really like Jeff. Check his podcast out. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. And uh, maybe we can talk him in to coming on next week to talk some football and maybe talk a little uh, – Talk a little bit more in depth, too, about softball. He writes, why does the Pac-12 teams always play each other in the first round? That's very true. That's very true. Donna's calling her shot. Alabama stunts Tennessee. Oklahoma run rules Stanford in anticipation of incoming rain. Uh, my man Randy, Randy Riding right. softball has to win today so we can watch OU baseball tomorrow. Ron, shaky infields will get exposed on that surface. And Jeff with a good one. If OU can handle Najee Kennedy, 
the way they have every other pitcher this year, then there is no stopping this team. She's a concern to me, though. Yeah, me too. And uh, OU beat Stanford earlier this year. Um, now, they didn't face Kennedy, but Patty Gasso was asked in her press conference about if they learn anything or take anything from when they saw Stanford the last time this year, whenever uh, earlier this year when they played each other in the Mark Campbell Classic out in Los Angeles. Here's what, uh, here's what Coach Gasso had to say about taking anything from that game past the teams have taken since then not a lot at all because we're two completely different teams and i know that they're so much better and Nijah is now in their rotation and um every team starts you have no idea we walked in there i just think if we could remember back to our first weekend we were looking around like what's going on we we were not quite ready to play we thought we were and i think a lot of teams feel that way so um whether we won or lost i don't take much from it because we're all so so different and they look different on video and the games that we've seen lately and that's not not shocking that uh oklahoma would have felt that way to begin things obviously now full steam ahead and Meanwhile, you got a, a Stanford team that uh, is much, much different than than when that game was played all the way many, uh, many months ago to start this season. We're getting set. It's time to get this Women's College World Series underway. Plank's hanging out for one more segment. I think they're doing the national anthem as we speak from Hall of Fame Stadium. That's it for our number two. We'll come back and... Well, we can't do live play-by-play with you right here, but we'll keep you up to date with everything going on with Alabama-Tennessee and then pregame show the rest of the way right here as we count down to first pitch, Oklahoma-Stanford. It's the Women's College World Series, the uh, three-peat quest. It starts in earnest today from the Women's College World Series. Hour three next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.